right. Awesome. Good. So, okay. what do you want to talk about? <laughs> so, yeah, so this is going to be a different episode of the On Fire podcast, guys. Uh, it's been a while since we had an episode come out. Um, we, we do know how time works. Uh, we're just not good at managing it. Yeah, we've had a lot of people reach out on like our personal accounts and on the On Fire uh, Instagram account and stuff, just like, hey, like, when's the next episode coming out? And, uh, you know, life's, life's getting in the way, but like, we definitely forget about it and we definitely want to get back to shooting hopefully more episodes. Yeah, so we thought, or we felt like we owe you guys a bit of an explanation, so this is gonna be that explanation. And why not have that explanation take up an entire episode? <laughs> so, a big excuse. <laughs> yeah, one giant explanation. One giant episode of us mansplaining why it took so long <laughs> to have this episode come out. But yeah, I think one thing that's kind of crystallized for me recently is the realization that some people literally only follow me on this platform. And so they don't necessarily know what's going on in the background really? with all the other stuff. Yeah, because I've had a couple people come up and mention it now at uh, On Fire podcast. How are they finding this? How are they finding the podcast, but not I, the YouTube? I assume through London on Fire. Huh. But oh, yeah, because sure. like they're telling me in local. real life. Yeah, at like uh, um, one of our local London on Fire meetups, which is in case you guys are new to the podcast, that's where the podcast originated from. Uh, Kellen and myself are two of the co-founders of the London on Fire meetup. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll just dive into it at least. And one of the explanations for why this episode took so long to make was uh, Vegas. Yeah. And so uh, this year in 2018, a big part of 2018 for me was, you know, trying to do bigger events. So uh, in the past, we'd started up the London on Fire group, started the Real Group, which is a real estate meetup here in London, Ontario. As well, there's two or three other uh, real estate oriented meetup groups that I'm kind of like, on whatever the planning committee for so instead of just doing that stuff we decided to do something much larger you know these small meetups these in-person meetups have been really beneficial from what I've seen like with just kind of the culture and community and tribe we're creating and so we want to take that to the next level and so what that looked like was myself and Jeff Weibel my business partner we rented out a 63 room boutique hotel in Las Vegas for two days and turn it into kind of like a private playground for entrepreneurs. And so that's kind of, uh, that's one of the things that's been going on for the last month. Like, and it was, it was pretty incredible. Like, I don't think any, any content has been released so much on YouTube about that or anything, not but like, much. like my experience of that event was, it was like, you know, we, we have our London on fire events. A lot of people who haven't been to that type of event, have no idea what this is like. So when they came out, it was like 70 or something people that had like, that, like from around, around the world, yeah. but a lot of people in North America and stuff. And, it was like, I went there expecting, you know, well, not expecting, but I knew it's Vegas. And you're like, well, lights and sounds and a bunch of, you know, bullshit like that. And yeah. I mean, I'm not in a point in my life right now where I need to party really so much. I need to, I need to be introspective because I have like transitionary phases in my life right now where I'm going to be making big, big decisions. And Vegas actually ended up turned into, turning into uh, something that worked really well for that. I got to sit down with guys like Max and Matt and Cassidy and Dylan and just people that people that I can sit down on a couch with, have a conversation and really try and further my life. So uh, I got a ton of value in a way that I really wasn't expecting from Vegas. And I didn't even go down to like the main strip at all the whole time. I stayed in the hotel the entire time. Just, I, I didn't even go outside. Well, just out by the pool, but that was yeah. it. Cause like everyone, everything I needed was there. All the people I wanted to talk to were there. Well, I think the really funny thing is if you were to just like 
look at a random photo of our group, you know, probably the average profile is like a 29 year old dude. Yeah. And so like, it definitely seems like a lot of bro culture. And so people would naturally assume like 70 bros going down to Las Vegas, is going to be anarchy and strip clubs and drinking and yeah. just debauchery. And it's like, no, it was people talking about like, investing in Windsor, you know, YouTube click through rates, Shopify versus Amazon and like yeah. really like what I'm starting to really realize and this podcast I think is it for some people but there's people are starting to really realize that they can choose their tribe, they can choose the people they associate with. It doesn't necessarily just have to be geographically based or whoever you grew up with or whatever profession you're in. You can really consciously choose who's around you and that to me is what like Vegas is about. It's what like a lot of the meetups that we're doing, the larger meetups we're doing these days is like planting that flag essentially and giving permission for people to come to an event and only talk about the shit they want to talk about rather than, you know, having to have that conversation about the weather or your kid's little league team or whatever that yeah. looks like. You can really jump into what you're <coughs> passionate about. Um, so that's definitely something that's been taking up a lot of my time. That's one of my excuses. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So my excuses. Uh, my life recently has been, uh, well, first of all, I work a full-time job. For some reason, a lot of people don't know that about yeah, me. Yeah, so. it's actually quite funny. <laughs> so I work in the software field. I do software, software testing and manage some QA people. And uh, so, I mean, that takes up a chunk of my time, uh, 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. And then, you know, in the evenings, I'm working on a master's degree part-time. Uh, and I think that's something that a lot of people also don't know. Yeah, about. yeah, no, I mean, some people that I've just mentioned locally, but yeah, and then, and then of course, all the real estate investing. So I've, I've closed on a bunch more properties. Uh, I'm, I'm closing on my ninth very soon, and it's just been rent, like managing contractors and tenants and getting renovations, and I don't know, and then life too, right? Like as much as I love the grind and that kind of thing, uh, I, I want to manage my social life along the way. And like, I think enjoying the journey is a bit, is a thing that can get overlooked in this realm, right? Like, yep. like if you, if, if people can get too caught up in delayed gratification. Exactly. And, and, and like, I like to try to reframe the gratification. I like to, I like to, rather than delaying it, I try and like reframe it and enjoy trying to find ways to enjoy the process. So for me, it does, it means that like, you know, a little bit less grinding, a little bit more JOMO is like a phrase I'm trying to embrace a little bit more. So and let's talk like, through that because I think that's an interesting topic. Yeah, yeah. So JOMO is instead of fear missing out, which is something that we try to generate with a lot of this stuff. It's like we want people mm -hmm. to feel like, hey, like I want to be a part of that. I need to come out to that meetup. I can't miss the next Yeah, one. or like they see the photos and the videos and oh, I really wish I was there and stuff. That's the fear of missing out. And there is value in that. And there's definitely value in that in terms of like getting people to come out to these things. But, you know, sometimes you can get overwhelmed with that and, yes. and, and you end up like, for me, like saying, like if you're in a, if you're in a place in your life where you're depressed and you don't have a lot going on and you need more social life, I would say at that point in your life, say yes to everything, everything Agreed. reasonable. Right. But then, you know, I've done that and it, and it turned my life around and, and now I've said yes to too many things and my calendar is full and I have no, no time to just chill. So I'm embracing the opposite, which is Jomo because my new default setting was to say yes to everything. Now I need to kind of force myself to say no to some more things. So the joy of missing out is, uh, I've just been, you know, even things just like a family dinner or something like in another city that you're just like, Oh my God, I just, I need a Sunday to myself sorry, I can't make it. And like, you just be as nice as you can about it. And you know, maybe I'll make it next time. And I'm just trying to enjoy, you know, having, having a Sunday to myself or like mm -hmm. getting together with friends or like even just certain, certain meetups or certain events or certain things like that, where it's just like, you know, right now it's just my life's overwhelming and I just, I can't, I can't force myself. I can't go to every event. So like, 
Even last night there was like a Vegas catch-up and stuff and I really wanted to make it, but I was also like, well, I'd committed to going to see a favorite band of mine, July Talk, yeah. and I was like, That's I don't know. That's a good excuse. That was a good excuse. And it was like a private event and I was like, I don't know. I, but at the same time, as much as I really wish I could have been here for that, like I also have to kind of embrace like the joy of missing out as well, right? I got to enjoy a different experience. Yeah. And even if that's just sitting at home with a friend or like your your partner or whatever, like just enjoy that. Like, you know, don't don't always feel like you need you you needed to be somewhere else, right? Enjoy where you are. Mhm. Mm yeah, I think that's a really big point. And it's something that I'm like I go through phases of as well. Like I, I really wanted to hit home on what Callan mentioned there about the idea of if you, if you kind of currently have a lack of opportunity, I would say just say yes to everything and just regardless of really the quality of it, just say yes to everything. Yeah. And then what happens is that quantity builds up a momentum of itself and then you can start to be a bit more selective and exactly. focus on the quality and you only let the quality kind of filter through. And so most people aren't in a place in their life. I don't think and, and like where, where they have too much going on. Like they, they in general, well, a lot of people feel like they do, but mm -hmm. like it's all, it's all relative. But if they really looked <laughs> into their TV consumption, yeah. or their social media consumption, they might be able to find a few hours a day to carve yeah. out for more interesting things. So I think I'm going to flip flop a lot between FOMO and JOMO. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to say yes to a lot of things sometimes. And other times I'm going to say no to more things like Tim Ferriss talks about this and like, just he has to say no to 99.9% .9 of his, his invitations, mm -hmm. right? He goes through his email and everyone wants to get together for an interview with him and, and be in their book and be in their podcast. And he has to be very selective at this point. And it's just because there's so much going on, people reaching out and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, at some point you just, you have to, you have to be selective. And like, I think, I think we're getting to that place. I can't imagine what the hell your schedule <laughs> and like what your DMs and stuff like that look like, because even just the small amount I'm doing, it can be overwhelming. And like, yeah. It's it's super gratifying at the same time. It is. Like, it absolutely is. Yeah, just like people getting value from anything that you're putting out there is mm -hmm. just a, a wonderful thing. Um, and then, but yeah, you just you can't do it all, right? So, yeah. So talking on the Jomo front, like one one little hack I've started doing, which maybe sounds silly, but it's the only way it happens. Is like I've started booking personal time into my calendar. Oh, In order nice. to like actually have it there, like I'm. I still compromise. With is that alone much. time or is that with someone time? Uh, it's either like it's Matt's discretion, right. not business. Yeah, ideally. Ideally. And but right now I'm still compromising way too much with it. But at least it's allowing me to carve out the occasional niche because interesting. You know, with what's all going on. So like another excuse I have is um, and something that the people listening to the podcast, if the only way you communicate with me is with via the podcast, you'd have no idea about this. But myself and Jeff Weibel, we've had a real estate business really blow up in Windsor. And so that's uh, with our buddies, John and Sonny. Just met John like August 1st. So this has been like a whirlwind, guys, just so you understand. Fast forward like three, four months later, we're buying a house a week in Windsor and doing massive renovations on it. You can just tell your personality's clicked, right? Like yes. that, that crew, everyone's just so giving. Yeah, and big thinkers and yeah. bold thinkers. And it's really exciting to be around uh, some real heavy hitters and uh, it's exciting to follow along with right like yeah I, I think for anyone I'm following along as well <laughs> like it's 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 just cool to see everyone like crushing and getting like, joint venture partners in there and that kind of thing mm -hmm. like it's it's neat to see people who don't necessarily want to be doing the real estate work themselves still getting into real estate yeah absolutely and so it's really exciting and it's really new, but it's also really a lot of work. And so we've been doing consistently limo tours in Windsor. We're uh, creating all kinds of online courses and content, both free and paid related to this stuff. Uh, 
a massive business seems to be growing out of it. It definitely feels like we're helping people get control of their personal lives too, their personal financial lives, I should say. Yeah. Um, so it just, it scratches a lot of the itches right now as well. It's a very in-person relationship we're developing with these people because they're joint venturing with us on yeah. real estate. So we get to know them, get to kind of learn their backstory. Well, so much of so much of what we're doing now is like in groups, right? And it's like there's 50 people here and like yeah. you get five, 10 minutes to go to a corner and talk with someone and then you kind of move on. Mm -hmm. But like having things like having opportunities like that where you can actually sit down with one other person or two other people and really have the deep, yeah. deep conversations and stuff. That's when you get. I get. That's when I get all my value. Like, mm -hmm. otherwise, it's just like these short, brief moments of like Agreed. exchange of value. And often, it's like almost just catch up, where you don't yeah. even get into anything new, where you're just literally bullet pointing through some <laughs> historic facts, right? Like, I remember when we back in the day, we went, we we met up at a bigger pockets uh, or bigger pockets meetup, yeah. and. It was like, oh, this is cool. What have you guys been up to? And you know, you come up to the next month, and what have you done this last month? And for a while, you could kind of summarize, I've done this in the last month. Mm -hmm. Now you, you you need to do that almost weekly before you're like, uh, yeah, like I, I forgot, I even forget all the things I did this last week because yeah. like there's just so much going on. Yeah, and like there's sometimes where like my business partners are catching me up on things I did. We bought a house in Idaho. I've never been to Idaho. <laughs> I didn't even know we were buying houses in Idaho, guys. At the same time, like this is all like so much abundance and plentifulness, and like I just, something I'm really excited about. I'm really engaged by, and I'm. I think the one thing I really want to highlight, I guess, if I was to ground this back to financial independence, you know, had I not given myself that platform of financial independence of covering my basic needs, I wouldn't have been able to spend the time to develop the relationships with these people, and I'm yeah. starting to really realize that one of the most valuable skill sets I have is I think my time and the time I spend building those relationships with you know, interesting, unique individuals and really trying to coax out to them you know, their story and kind right. of what they're actually passionate about. So um, yeah. it's been really gratifying what I'm doing with John, but it's definitely taken up a lot of my time. So that's definitely one more of my excuses as to <laughs> why, uh, why this podcast has been a bit slow, but yeah. Yeah, well, we have we have some episodes in the books, and uh, we're gonna get recording a bunch more. So I don't know. Do you want to talk about some of the goals that we have with it for some accountability? Or uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, where are we at on the time metric here? I, I don't know. It's in measures. <laughs> okay. Um, let me just see what my video saying. So we're about fifteen minutes. Yeah. 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 Let's uh, let's just dive right into some thoughts. Goals? Yeah. So do we want to talk about goals for the podcast or ourselves? Should we have ourselves be a separate thing? Um. We we could start. Let's start with the podcast. Okay. Yeah. So originally, I think our goal with this, with this <laughs> podcast was it for it to be a weekly ish. Yeah, it was part of our intro, and then we. I mean, you probably caught on that it was like a, we aspire for this to be yeah. weekly, and uh, <laughs> and so it turned out more monthly ish. If if that, yeah. Yeah. But that being said, I think in 2019, one of the things I've really realized is that again building these communities, building this engagement with my audience is extremely important to me. And I think audio is an area I'm severely lacking in. Mm. And when I look at the different opportunities to create audio content, this is one of the funnest ways for me to do it. It's a great excuse to catch up with Kellen. It's a great excuse for us to meet up face to face more frequently. So, yeah. you know, I've decided that I really want uh, this On Fire podcast to become a bigger thing. Yeah. And in addition to that, I think, you know, we've been kind of discussing at a high level the idea that the last two years maybe have been about London on fire, but maybe 2019 can be about other communities on fire. Right. And so spreading that fire 
again, if we had a more consistent podcast, that feels like something that would really complement the growth yeah. of these other meetups and be a way for us to even just let you guys know that, hey, I'm pretty sure in 2019 there's going to be a GTA on fire. We just don't have the exact details yet, but yeah. that's definitely something we have some members that are very passionate about making sure that happens. And so I've had people in like Eastern Canada reach out yeah. and they're like, can we start up a London on fire chat? Was like there a, one in Northwest territories? Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm there's, there's people reaching on. They're like, I'd like to start a chapter of like, you know, on fire in our, in our city. And we, we like, we want to do that. That is a goal. Uh, it's just, we, we need to get the, the systems and structures in place to be able to do that. Cause it's, it, we need to figure out how exactly did, did like, did we build this culture here in London and how can we replicate that somewhere else? And mm-hmm. I think we're going to need, you know, people, people to lead the, lead the groups in other cities yes. and, and just yeah try and reverse engineer what we did here and try and reproduce it elsewhere mm-hmm. and so I see this podcast as definitely being a way to let us first spread to those communities so if we can more consistently create content so that's definitely a big goal of mine is to get us back to that weekly-ish yeah. format um, I think it's something we can really do yeah no I think so we'll need to batch some episodes for sure and yes do some more because like most of these episodes we're actually recording in person with people so they're actually coming down to London and sitting on my couch or Matt's couch and 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 we're recording the episodes right but I mean, yeah, there's there's people everywhere, so maybe we'll get some more remote guests and stuff. Like mm-hmm. even we had like Graham Stefan and Meet Kevin and like people from people from all the people from California and stuff, they were still they came down to in London person. and sat in our coach, right? It's yeah. like we can we can expand beyond that. So there's lots of we, we did have one episode with uh expat dad in yes. uh, in uh, where was that? Uh, he Southeast Asia, right? Uh, yeah, Singapore. Singapore, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we even did it with Cool Kent, and True. he was only a few hours away. Yeah. So there's definitely we. I think one of the things we need to do in order to be more successful with the podcast and getting it consistently weekly ish, we just need to line up more guests, right? Like yeah. once we set those appointments, it's so much easier to actually follow through with it. Yeah. It's when you just kind of when you leave it up to fate and like when you're not actively planning and booking guests, yeah. it's just really easy to let it let one week turn into two weeks, into three weeks, yeah. into months. Actually if if any of one anyone listening wants to help out with that, feel free to DM either Matt well probably myself or DM Kellen. Yeah. Or uh, or the on fire uh, account on Instagram and uh, and and we'll add it to the list of uh, potential guests. So uh, that that would help us and it would also make us more accountable for uh, for getting more guests on so mm-hmm. yeah um so then otherwise other thoughts for this podcast um another goal that i want to make related to the podcast in 2019 is i want us to at least produce one video episode a month i think that that's just going to be a great way for us to hopefully draw more of my youtube audience into the audio experience nice. and so that's why we're actually videotaping this episode right now yeah because this episode you're listening to will also come out on my youtube channel uh Probably out of the end of December, January. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. You guys let me know ahead of time, and then I'll uh, wear yeah. something better. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is the perfect shirt for. I didn't know we were doing. Goals. I didn't know we were doing video today, but uh... <laughs> for our audio listeners, Kellen's got this Do More shirt on. Yeah, from uh, Mitch Mitch Patar on Instagram, sent me this shirt. So do more. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um, what other goals do we have? Do you want to talk yeah. about personal goals then, or? Sure. Yeah. Let's let's dive into that. Um, so, yeah. I like. I could. There's a lot going on in 2019. Um, Let me, why don't I start with mine because mine are vague, and uh, we can sure. dive into yours, and then I'll. I'll yeah. So, uh, 2019. Uh, I. Uh, I guess we're pretty deep into the episode, so I don't know who's watching, but I have some big, 
changes planned in my life. Uh, hopefully in the spring. Uh, I, the last thing I really want to be doing is sitting at a desk uh, during that time. So that goes. Uh, this hopefully even just saying this on uh, you know on the podcast will kind of give me some accountability. But you know I've built up my my real estate portfolio to have uh, more than enough passive income to support my lifestyle. And there's a lot of things that I want to do with my time, and uh, they don't involve sitting at a desk. So at least not doing what I'm doing at a desk. Yeah. So we'll see how we'll see how that goes, but uh, that's a big goal of mine in 2019. Um, I think I just need to get the balls up to do it, and uh, and uh, a few more dominoes need to fall into place. I've got some few properties that I've closed on recently that I've you know big renovations. Got to get the rents up. Got to get them refinanced and uh, get myself in a pretty good position to uh, to maybe dedicate myself to more things like the podcast and the meetup groups and and whatever else. Free up some time in my life to take yeah. on other things. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Um, one of my big goals for 2019 is to have Kellen be a guest on this podcast. <laughs> so I think that's going to tie in well to Kellen's uh, goals oh, as yeah. well. That'd be good. Um, beyond that, on the event side of our business, we definitely plan on doing a lot more events. Um, the in-person events have just been so so valuable, so engaging. It's definitely created some of the most meaning in my life. Um, so Likewise. we're really dedicating ourselves to at least 13 large events in 2019. Uh, in 2018, we did two large events. They both nearly killed me. So it's <laughs> going to be really fun to bite off more than we can chew and force ourselves through an extreme growth period. Yeah. Um, because I'm starting to really believe that the fastest way to personal growth is just like that concept of failing forward and increasing the iterations of your failure yeah. and just like really accepting failure as part of my DNA. Do you want to talk about some of your failures in 2018 or? Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's all sorts of them. Um, and like what you've learned from them, right? Yeah. So like one, and this is going to be like kind of, let me think. The dark side of, uh, what is this, dark side number two? <laughs> yeah, well, this will be dark side number four, because dark side oh. one got popular, so I made sure I cranked out two more episodes <laughs> to play off that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely 2019, I want to set out with much clearer goals. 2018, a lot of my goals were still very real estate oriented, so the number of properties and units I'd acquire. And so, again, I kind of set out to a similar goal as 2016 and 2017, the goal being, you know, acquire at least 20-ish units, right? Yeah. Uh, if I don't count what's going on in Windsor, which I don't think I should because I consider that a different type of business mm -hmm. almost, uh, we only technically bought a single family house and a triplex this year, so that's four units. So mm -hmm. like that's 20% of that goal. Now that being said, when I look back with hindsight, I didn't set out, like it was technically a smart goal because like it met yeah. all those check boxes, but it wasn't something that I had a deep why behind. Yeah. And so because I didn't have that deep why, it was really easy to get distracted by other things. Now, the other things I got distracted by, things like OREC, like Vegas, like the business I'm doing with John and Sonny in Windsor, those to me have created more personal satisfaction, more personal value. So I'm happy that I failed at that goal if failing at that goal meant I succeed at these new endeavors. Yeah. Um, I think like a lot of the goals, like, I don't know who told me this. It might've been Dylan at one point. Uh, 
you just like in in terms of big goals and stuff, you set like your ship in a certain direction, right? Yeah. And then along the way, you have all these different things you can play with to adjust like your sail or your rudder or like mm -hmm. things like that along the way and and kind of change what your goals are as you go and like realistically like do you want to buy 20 more units in London at this point yeah. or like is that even not something on your radar at this it's point? It's really tough, honestly. I struggle with it because earlier this week I met up with an amazing investor in Waterloo, uh, Casey Wong, and he's like 43 years old and He's exactly who I was going to become if I didn't do YouTube. Like, wow. and it seems like he's got a great life and he loves it. And so he essentially works, I think, from like 11 to two on weekdays. Otherwise, like, he, he's completely free. And the way he decides to spend that freedom is with his family, his four kids. And wow. he has 170 units. He started off just like working at a bank, then became a property manager. Um, and bought like a property at a time and built that up. And wow. so like, it's really interesting because I can get so excited about Windsor or YouTube or these meetups. And then all of a sudden like, I spend a day with Casey and I just want to be Casey. Right. It's so easy for me to want to, like there's just so many opportunities honestly. Yeah. Like, one, of, one of the struggles I know I'm going to have in 2019 is focusing on the right opportunities rather than just getting lost in a sea of yeah. opportunities. Yeah, I mean you say, I think you're at a point in your life where you, you still are saying yes to like, a lot of things and not only saying yes to them you're proposing a lot of them yeah yeah and so definitely like it's all good problems that i've created in my life up till this point but maybe if i highlighted something that again wasn't necessarily a failure but it definitely wasn't a goal i reached at the start of 2018 i started to question like what did i actually really want to do with everything i was doing like each individual thing was a net benefit to me but i didn't know if the whole was really amounting to more than the sum, if, mm. if that kind of makes sense. And so, like I questioned myself on personal relationships and essentially in 2018, I pretty much let go of a personal life uh, by the second half of 2018 for sure. Mm -hmm. And so it's something that's coming more into uh, view for me in 2019 is, do I want to make that priority? Because I'm starting to realize now I'm a person that struggles with moderation. So if I want to make having a personal life a priority, I'm gonna to have to book it in my calendar. I'm right. gonna to have to like make an active effort. I can't just naturally assume it's gonna maybe happen the way it did when I was like more liberal with my time, yeah. when I was less focused. Um, I think it makes complete sense. You so. have to book it in. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to schedule your time. Yeah. We had uh, we had a um, uh, talk with Adam Kitchener at uh, our real meetup recently, and he talked about sort of like mm -hmm. similar things that he noticed in a bunch of successful people because he had a he had a like a, a driving company of some sort, and he would get all these successful people in the back of his car, and he would talk to them, pick their brains, and he sort of he's like, what what is similar amongst all these people? And it seemed like a lot of them had let go a lot of their personal life and a lot of their like, they, they put a lot of things on the back burner to dedicate their lives mm -hmm. solely to their business and to their work. And that was how they had massive success. And, you know, you know, if that's it, like, I think ideally with any decision, it should be a conscious, uh, intentional decision. And if that is a conscious, intentional decision, I'm going to put everything on the back burner and focus hundred percent on my business, uh, for growth and like fantastic. But, I think it has to be mm -hmm. intentional. Like we don't want to just fall into a place where that's what we're doing. We're just we're just grinding every day, and we don't know why. We need to make that a conscious decision. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, yeah. What do you think? Do you want to do you want to dedicate yourself 100% to the business, or do you want to book some man, personal it's time? It's <laughs> such a struggle because you're, like you're already you already have massive success in my eyes. So like I think <laughs> like you. there's I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's always going there's to be more. So, like I can just see like I think that. 
just extremely recently, I kind of think with a lot of growth, you go through like periods of extreme growth and plateaus. Yeah. And I feel like in 2018, I broke through at least one plateau, if not more than one. And so I'm really excited for that period of extreme growth that I see at least being the first half of 2019. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a real struggle because definitely when I look back at 2018, the two most meaningful experiences by far of that year were OREC and Vegas. And those were both like arguably business. Yeah. It's again, I would at this point in time, like my business and personal life is pretty much one in the same. Yeah. Um, so I guess like when I, when I'm talking about my personal life, uh, it, at least in this context, like at least half of that's considering like a romantic relationship as well, just yeah. for context for the audience. But uh, yeah, I don't know because the most meaningful, like a lot of you, you have a lot of friends that you work with. Yes, right? yeah. So like the, comes the most there. meaningful experience in the last six months, like pre OREC or like post OREC, was in Vegas. And so I've shared this with some people on some Instagram live stories, I think, but I definitely haven't shared with the podcast. So. Just to kind of give you guys that perspective, it was Saturday night, the first day of the uh, Vegas Entrepreneur Experience. It's like 2 a.m. We're in one of the master suites, just like a big hotel suite. Everyone's kind of chilling there. There's maybe, I don't know, a dozen or two people total in the room, but I'm in a conversation with like six or seven. And uh, yeah, I forget how we got on the topic of it, but essentially someone was like thanking me for the experience saying how it kind of changed their lives and stuff. And like, that's extremely gratifying for me. It's extremely meaningful. It really ties into that sense of Gary Vee's always talking about it, what's your legacy? And to me, someone telling me face to face that I changed their life, that ties in really well with the legacy that I'd like to create. And so I was like, wow, thank you so much. And then a second person in the conversation kind of spoke up and said, well, Max changed my life as well. I was like, again, thank you so much. Then a third person was like, raise your hand. Everyone in that conversation raised their hand. And like, the thing is when I really take a step back you know, each one of those people are crushing it in their own lives. And there's a whole group of people that look up to them probably as the dude or the person that's crushing it mm -hmm. in their social circle. And so then to have those people like look to me and say such kind things about the experiences I'm creating is like, that's definitely the most gratifying. Like yeah. that beats 10 years in the corporate world. Right. Oh, so God, like, yeah. when I'm looking at that, like it's just one of the most extreme emotional experiences I've had in recent memory. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I may know. have been part of that conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I think you maybe were. No, I know um, I was. That <clears throat> so um, yeah, I mean the impact Matt's had on my life, like I'm I'm literally burying investment properties in Old East Village. Like that's like <laughs> what I've been doing <clears throat> excuse me. For the last couple of years mostly. So like, you know, I'm I, and like we've got the meetup group together and we're doing the podcast together and like I think just, I don't know, all the accountability, all, you've been there to answer questions and, and like less so recently because I know yeah, people yeah. try to reach out to you like, I, all I get is a thumbs up from Matt <laughs> these days. It's like, why doesn't he actually reply? Well, it's not just you. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of people. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's what makes it a struggle for me when I'm thinking about personal versus like the business oriented stuff because sometimes the, the, the best of the business is also extremely personal, yeah. right? So. It's really interesting. Again, it's all first world problems, um, but they're the only ones I got, so I'm constantly trying to solve them. Um, but yeah, that, that's definitely kind of a bunch of my 2018 and 2019 in perspective. I think that otherwise for 2019, we want to see this Windsor business grow. We'd like to continue to buy uh, more investment properties, joint venture with YouTube fans, You know, create those win-win opportunities. 
we've actually named our company Win Win Investments, so oh, that's nice. fun. Nice. And uh, I like that. yeah, so making money's a team sport, right? Yeah, it all ties <laughs> together, and it's really satisfying to see you know essentially the uh, culmination of two and a half years of YouTubing result in this because none of these opportunities wouldn't be available to me if it wasn't for me making myself available on YouTube if it wasn't for the feedback that like the audience gives me and all that I stuff. I find it, so. it's very interesting that like with the YouTube channel yourself versus like Graham Stephan and Matt Pichet and like what kind of, what kind of value they're getting from mm -hmm. their YouTube channels and it's all very different like I don't, and I don't know too much about what Graham Stephan's value is but I know he's literally making money on YouTube yeah. which is great mm -hmm. and then I mean I'm, he's starting groups and stuff now and that kind of thing yeah. like it seems like most of the value is coming from that but not so much clients and that kind of thing. And then Completely. Matt Pichet, he's finding all of his joint venture, 100% of his joint venture partners were found through his YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And that's a very different type of value he's getting because of direct marketing to like local yes. investors. And then yourself, which is like kind of all over the place, right? Like you're getting mm -hmm. value just in terms of like, you know, social capital but, and just like. Yeah, if I had to pick though, I think it's relationships right. is the value I'm getting yes. from YouTube. Because and, of the, because you're interviewing all these people yes. and you're going and meeting all these and like spending mm -hmm. quality time with them and following up. Yeah, and so that's definitely a goal in 2019 is continuing to meet more and more interesting people. Um, it continues to dilute my time. So that's like a problem, but like it's just so gratifying like meeting all these amazing people. Like each one just forces me to expand my horizon so much more. And like you yeah. just, you start to really, like one of the things I think a theme for 2018 for me was realizing that like every single person is looking for permission from someone to like do whatever they want to do and like you know yeah. at best people aren't going to hold you back right yeah. like you can't count on someone pushing you forward like you need to grant yourself permission to really uh take advantage of whatever opportunities you decide are important to you like even right now i'm renovating uh, a property on in uh soho in london and like i'm trying to figure out what layout to put in the place and like i have an idea and then i talk to people and they're like well what about this and then it's like oh maybe i'll do that and i'm realizing like how much i get pulled in directions based on other people's suggestions and like mm -hmm. based on the permission they're giving me to do different things and like I don't know or like you just you have a big decision in your life you want to make and like if you don't have people around you that are that are like that are that are pushing you to actually do that versus like mm -hmm. like versus just uh, like oh maybe you shouldn't maybe that's risky that kind of yes. thing like you need more people in your life who will give you permission yeah um, and I guess one more big goal for me in 2019 is I'm really excited because it's going to come to fruition I think in the next couple months is myself and at least some of my team members are going to be getting together, moving into a house together, essentially like a great big mansion. Ideally, it's only going to be four houses away from Jeff Weibel's house. So like, it's just, it's going to create that, that community and sense of tribe and all that stuff that I really love. So, you know, we had that here for a bit when me and Jeff were living in the same duplex essentially. And then Jeff grew up and moved out, but I'm going to chase him down and move into the same neighborhood again. So that's going to be lots of fun. What is it? What is the value you find? Because clearly you want to live near Jeff Weibel. Like you guys yeah. work together. Is that the idea? Yeah. Like, anyone that I'm going to work together with extensively, like it just makes sense to blend our lives to the point where like it's so fluid that like work, life, just everything. Like because it, it is a major relationship, right? And yeah. so I'm treating it like any other relationship. And the more attention it gets, the more it blossoms, right? And the more you get from that relationship. Yeah. So that makes sense. That's that's a big part. And then obviously you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? Uh, if there's anything people have taken away from my content, hopefully that's one of them. And 
again, not only does it help me level up myself, but then as I'm leveling up, if my team's around me, it forces them to level up too, right? Yeah. And it just kind of creates this uh, self-fulfilling prophecy of everyone like stepping up and becoming bigger than they otherwise would. Yeah, and like an exponential effect, right? Like you you affect all these people and then they affect all these other people. Exactly. We've seen that just with you, you and affecting my life and then I've been affecting other people's lives. Yeah. Like people are, we're all learning from each other and Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it is absolutely an exponential effect. Yeah. I can't imagine like what the web would look like if we were to somehow visualize that. It. Yeah, that would be cool. It's, it's really neat. And like, that's, I, and like you said, that's a lot of the value you're getting out of your YouTube channel is just developing these relationships mm-hmm. and seeing the impact that it has. Yeah. And like, that's what millennials want is to have an impact, right? right. So. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that was anything else about 2019 you want to touch on Kellen? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I need to make that big decision. And then uh, in terms of like, I don't know, I, I really, honestly, there's like some personal goals, just like I want to do a van trip, like a, like a camper van trip. Yeah. Honestly, pretty similar to what Angie was talking about. Yeah. And just like a three month thing and like do a circle around the States and, and live in the camper van. Um, I'd love to do something like that. Some definitely like more, less businessy, more personal things. Yeah. Just because I have been grinding for a couple of years and I want to, I want to do something like that. And I think it'll give me an opportunity to be very introspective, lots of time on the road to just think mm-hmm. about what it is I want from life and then come back, wake up on a Monday morning and think, what am I going to do with my day? And yeah. uh, I think having some some mental bandwidth and headspace there would be uh, pretty valuable. It's it's I think it's like when you're in high school and they tell you you need to figure out what you want to do with your life. And we all know looking back, there's no, there's no way that you can actually know yes. what you want to do with the rest of your life in high school. Mm-hmm. And I don't see why it's any different right now. How could we know what we want to do with our lives right now? Like, it's, it's the same thing. We're just a little older. Yeah. And the only way that you figure it out, same as the high school student, is to go try something and see how mm-hmm. it goes. So if you're not trying different things, then you're not going to be able to figure out what it is you want from life. So I think I need, I need some space in my life. I need some opportunity to be able to try new things. And uh, time is what you really need to do that. Yeah, 100% agreed. To me, like, you know life is growth and so if you're not growing you're not living yeah um and i think far too many people think that there's a point where you make it and you stop growing if you ain't living you're dying right or whatever. exactly yeah <laughs> and uh, just talking on just talking on the van life front um john's gonna be buying us a tour bus and we're gonna be touring across north america at some point this year so maybe there's an opportunity there although he said he's gonna bring us five dogs which sounds excessive to he, me he has five dogs yes. oh my god <laughs> So John will definitely be someone we'll get on the podcast in 2019. I definitely want to introduce you yes. guys to him. Same with Sonny. Sonny's an amazing oh, individual. Oh, yeah. Sonny's well. a great guy. So, yeah, I think that that's probably as good a spot as any to yeah. wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. For my YouTube audience, smash that like button if you enjoyed this video. Hit that subscribe button if you're new to my channel. And until next time, remember, making money is a team sport. There's more than enough money in this world for us to all make it. But if you're not saving it, I mean, like, what's the point, guys? Thanks.